Welcome to the Tools They Use podcast, the ultimate personal productivity podcast covering the apps and tools to help you get things done, exploring the workflows, resources, and automation of successful individuals, and so much more. Now over to your host, Francesco D'Alessio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tools They Use podcast. It is Francesco here, your host for another episode. So, guys, uh, we are rapidly moving into the final features here on the Tools They Use podcast. Um, I hope you're enjoying them so far. Um, I've picked out a collection of people that I think are amazing individuals, but have a sort of range of experiences um, in the sort of different areas. So series two will be equally as exciting, but even more. I'm going to be uh, really trying to uh, go in and find some really um, detailed ways of using apps and resources. So if you're brand new to this series and have yet subscribed, it'd be great to have you as a subscriber on iTunes and all of those lovely other podcasting apps like Overcast and Pocket Cast. So do subscribe if you're on and listening on one of those resources. So guys, today we are getting the opportunity to be interviewing Hayley, who works at Buffer. Now, this sounds familiar. We've had another Buffer team member here on the first series. We had Ash Reed, who is one of the content team at Buffer, um, and Hayley is public relations. Um, so she works on the sort of getting the word out um, of the Buffer community and what it does for the world. Uh, for those who don't know, Buffer is a leading social media tool that can allow you to schedule posts on social media. I use it. I find it really beneficial. Um, Hayley is the PR team, uh, works with the PR team there. And also uh, she is the editor of Buffer's Open Blog, um, which talks more about workplace culture. So I believe her insights are going to be really uh, nice, especially about the way uh, work works in a sense. Now she is also the co-host of Buffer's podcast Science of Social Media and she also um, has been published on a lot of different places like NextWeb, Fast Company, an entrepreneur and her side project is co-hosting a podcast called Make Work Work. Um, I've been following Haley for Haley. Uh, I've been following Haley for quite a while now um, maybe a couple of, maybe a year or two actually. And, and and her social media posts are really insightful around the topic of work. And I think her insights into work, um, transparency and culture is something that um, is definitely leading the way. So today, guys, let's speak to Hayley Griffiths over at Buffer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tools They Use podcast. It is Francesco here, and I hope everyone's having a great day so far. So in today's feature, we are getting the opportunity to interview Haley from Buffer. She is based in Colorado. Uh, she works remotely for the Buffer team uh, on the PR side of stuff, which is pretty, it sounds pretty fun. Um, maybe you could give a short introduction self, maybe fill in a few of the gaps. Absolutely. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me, Francesco. I really appreciate it. And a little bit more, I focus on spreading the word about Buffer's culture that I do use public relations and I also run our blog, The Open Blog, where we talk about transparency. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. I co-host our podcast focused on social media and I run a podcast as a side project, which is focused a little bit more on work. And I am Canadian living in Colorado. And when I'm not on the internet, which is most of the time, I'm doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is a passion of mine. Ah, sounds awesome. 
um i I would love to get into that (laughs) yeah good (laughs) it's really fun yeah it's it's really fun i've been doing it for several years now it's a good stress relief and oh yeah (laughs) definitely yeah um brilliant um and i've uh, personally been following you on on i think twitter for a while and i really i think what wanted me like i I wanted you on the podcast mainly because you talk about workplace culture a lot and transparency and i I really like that topic it's uh, especially you know with remote working as now an option it's it's quite an exciting area isn't it Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad that you like it. It's definitely something I'm quite interested in myself. And it's fun at Buffer that we do so many experiments because I feel like I've been able to to really experience various types of culture changes that you can have within a company. Definitely. Brilliant. Um, well, let's dive in. Um, my first sort of question to you would be day to day, what's the sort of work that you get up to? Yeah, I was hired uh, to focus on public relations at Buffer, and now my my role has expanded a little bit. But day to day, I do still execute on a public relations strategy that I've set, which usually means emailing reporters, interacting with them, and reading their latest stories as well. I also, as I had mentioned, I edit the open blog, which includes writing and publishing and planning all of our future content. I record episodes for the Buffer podcast and write episodes for the Buffer podcast. And I work on campaigns related to Buffer's culture and our idea around the workplace of the future as well. So that can be anything from we did Equal Pay Day last year and we're doing it again this year, or we are about to come out with the state of remote work next week, which we're very excited about. And so those kinds of larger campaigns. Sounds like quite a busy day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there can be any number of things happening. And then working from home means uh, I have pets around too. So they're always there to knock things over for me. <laughs> but be a companion too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. They're, none of them are in the room right now because they all get too loud when I'm podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone, someone earlier had that same problem. They were like, please don't. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I can imagine. <laughs> um, so my first, uh, my, well, my second sort of question for you is um, to-do list applications. How do you go about managing your to-do list for the day? How do I go about managing it? Well, I use a tool called Todoist and I... I love the labels that they have. So I put everything in and specifically focus on labels, making sure that I've broken it up into maybe I have to do something related to personal finance that will be in there that I have to do today, but then I'll have all my buffer things in there. And I go through and prioritize, uh, really try to focus on only having three things to do. And if I complete those three things, that is wonderful. I can move on and do a few more, but I really try to focus on three. That's, that's very good. Um, uh, and do you connect it with the calendar or do you have a separate calendar application? I have a separate calendar. What I end up doing is if I have meetings throughout the day, I add them to Todoist with a timestamp. So Todoist will remind me ahead of the meeting. And just so that I can get a clear picture of how I'm spending my time during the day, because if I only look at the tasks I want to do and I forget about three hour long meetings, that's a three hour chunk of my day that is gone. And so I really like to take that into account when I'm planning. That's really nice. And when it comes to note taking across your day, um, do you use a physical notebook and or um, the likes of Evernote or a note taker like that? 
I use physical notes only if it's a note for the moment. So if I'm in a meeting and I want to remember to say something or remember something that someone said, but I won't need it in two weeks, I use a physical notebook because I find that I probably won't look at it again. It's only useful for the moment for me. But if they're notes that I'm taking that I'm going to keep, then I use Dropbox paper and I put them in folders so that everything stays very organized. Fantastic. Um, projects. When it comes to team projects at Buffer, I mean, Ash mentioned this a little in the third episode of Tools I Use. Uh, he mentioned a bit of Dropbox paper uh, and things like that as, as a planning tool. Um, do you have a specific project management tool that you guys use? We don't. I think at one point we experimented with Asana, but the thing about work at Buffer is that many of us on the marketing team at least really own the areas. So I am the only one that does public relations and Ash is the only one that does the social blog. So we really own each of our areas, which means there's a little bit less collaborating that has to happen. Now we're working on a few different things right now, which means we're trying to collaborate more. And in general, we do use Dropbox paper, but we're also really big fans of Trello. So we'll do a little bit of both. Like Trello, Trello will be a, a high level overview of the, where the process is at. We use it as sort of a funnel going from the idea stage to the pipeline in progress for campaigns and projects. And then Dropbox paper is really where the collaborating happens. If I'm writing a blog post for the campaign and I want someone to give it a second set of eyes, maybe I'll ping Ash and see if he'll give it a look, but that will all happen in Dropbox paper. Fantastic. Um, and maybe a question to add on to that. Um, as a team remotely, you obviously have to manage lots of different time zones and individuals across uh, all the continents. Um, what is the sort of process when that happens? Maybe you can take us through um, working with other people there. Yeah, we, we really try to do as much of our work asynchronously as we can. So that means anything that can be put in Dropbox paper and explained that way and then left for people to comment on is the best way to go because then no one gets left out. If you want to have a meeting, but you have someone on the West Coast in the UK and in Singapore, it is just so difficult to really get all three of those time zones to work together. And we do have all three of those time zones on the marketing team. So this is a problem that we run into and you get people that either have to be up really early or, or up very late and that doesn't feel fair. So to try to keep everything on even footing, we try to do as much asynchronous work as possible. We use discourse, we use email, we use Dropbox paper for communicating that way and planning. And then the the part where synchronous communication comes in, we try to keep that for brainstorming because it's really difficult to brainstorm asynchronously because brainstorming tends to be building off of each other's ideas and it, it helps to have that happen live. So yeah. then we'll try to schedule calls and we try to work with time zones as much as we can. It can be really tricky and it definitely has to do with people's personal calendars. Are they doing something after work or is it all right if they stay an hour later than they would usually stay at home? So, so those kinds of things have to be taken into consideration, but it's something that you, you really learn to consider when you're working at Buffer and you just have to keep in mind that everyone's in a different time zone and sometimes it's difficult to work with, but at the same time, we're all very grateful to be fully remote. Yeah, that's it. Um, and it's great that actually you have all of those different um, experiences as well from all these different people. Fantastic. Um, and moving on a little bit out of the software uh, talk into hardware, um, do you, you, you must have um, sort of obviously tools and resources, but um, did you say that you were actually actively involved in the podcasting uh, creation and editing? 
I don't do the editing, but I do record. So um, okay. Brian, who's also a co-host, does all of the editing there. Uh, okay. So um, what sort of like uh, laptop and uh, phone do you have for work? Yeah, I have an iPhone 7 and a MacBook from late 2016, which I don't think in retrospect is really powerful enough for some of the things that I wanted it for, but <laughs> I have it for now. Next time I'll, be, I'll definitely be getting a MacBook Pro. Um, I also just bought a Magic Trackpad too because I have a Bluetooth keyboard and I keep my laptop up on a laptop stand and the Magic Trackpad has been incredible. I used to have the Magic Mouse and I found that it hurt my wrist. So I'm, I'm really excited about the trackpad now. Yeah, I, I think that's something I want to get for home work. I've heard it's quite good for that. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. And I am, I'm recording using a, a Yeti Blue microphone right now with a pop filter on it. And I have oh, a really? sort of like homemade sound system around me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm doing the same. I've got the Yeti with the, <laughs> the nice. pop filter snap. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I love these, these microphones. They're great. Yeah, they're neat, aren't they? Um, and it's good for like if you want to switch the back thing and, and have a like a two-way conversation it's quite nice yes yes um brilliant um and maybe on those uh, devices uh, what are maybe three uh, applications that you use outside of doesn't necessarily have to be um the productivity space that you use to help get work done yeah, well, I've already mentioned Todoist, but it's definitely worth another mention just because I I use it for honestly everything. I use Todoist for groceries, remembering my sister's birthday present, buffer work, like everything goes in there. So I, I, on, I have Todoist open really, really frequently on my phone. I also use Dropbox Paper a lot. Uh, as I've mentioned, I am so grateful that they have an iPhone app now too, which is great. So I can check in on things if I am not necessarily at home. And let's see, um, specifically for getting work done, I also love Trello. It took me a while to really get in the flow of creating Trello boards that would really work for me. I don't think I was doing the funnel process. I was just creating a bunch of different lists and they didn't necessarily have anything to do with each other. But now I love Trello and I love being able to drag cards across through the funnel that we create definitely it's it's really handy uh resource um and on that note the um the, i guess one of the things that you mentioned before is team communication and obviously you guys need tools for that and and leaving the stuff asynchronously is is brilliant um what team communication tools do you guys use remember you mentioned discourse yeah we have discourse as a way to try and make things asynchronous again because you can put something in there and people can respond at their own at their own leisure we use email as well so we sort of go back and forth between email and discourse for wide team communication we use slack which could be asynchronous i think if you tried really hard but it tends to be much more synchronous so we use slack and then i don't know we're still working on a solution for the asynchronous with slack and and making sure that people don't feel like they have to be on slack all day to be online to be at work because your work doesn't necessarily get done in Slack. And we use Zoom, which is what we're using right now. And we use that for all of our team video chats. I use it for my one-on-one with my manager, but we also use it for our all hands where we have 70 somewhat people on Zoom at the same time. That's amazing. It it must be able to take (laughs) quite a lot. Yeah. We 
love Zoom. It, it, you get several pages of squares of people's different <laughs> faces, but it is fun. I love, I love Zoom. It's yeah. fun to scroll through. <laughs> and um, I guess on that note, um, if, has Buffer or you guys tried Twist yet? Because that's obviously from the Todoist founders. Yes. And we love Doist also. Like I think that they're <laughs> such a cool company. They're another remote company. I would love to try Twist. I think that we're looking to experiment it with a smaller team, experiment with a smaller team first, hmm. or someone is doing a little bit more research. I think there was one feature that we didn't quite have. And I think it might've been chatting because we still do like the just we have a general channel where people can pop in and, you know, say good morning or say they're going off for the weekend or ask oh, yeah, everyone what yeah. they think of, you know, the latest iPhone. So those kinds of things. Um, but I do love the idea of twist, especially since we're, we're talking about asynchronous communication right now. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, not many people think are giving it as much credit as it's due because obviously Slack's taken most of the market, but you know, mm-hmm. I think it's really rising up out of the water because it's like, you know, it's, it's almost like email combined with Slack, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it, that's what it seems like. I'm definitely eager to give it a go myself. I've just poked around their website a lot. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> been in the tool because I feel like you need other people for that. And I would just be in there alone talking to myself. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Haley, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, brilliant. Um, and one note on that, it's like email, obviously that's still something you need to be doing um, externally and things like that. Do you use a specific tool for that? I think I would use, I use a process more than I do a tool for email. So I use Gmail because that is what we have at Buffer. And sometimes I use inbox by Gmail. Um, Although I do find the photos can get overwhelming in inbox. (laughs) Um, But under Gmail, when I'm in there, I use the priority inbox setting so that everything is on one page, but it's prioritized by things that are important, things that are important and read, things that are not important, but unread and, and then unimportant and read. Um, and I get a lot of emails. I tend to, I think my website, my, or my email address is on the buffer website under buffer.com slash press. And so I, I think that I, my email gets scraped sometimes. So I tend to get a lot of emails and rather than changing the app, I've changed my own way of handling email. I now check it once in the morning for anything important and respond immediately quickly. And other than that, I leave it all until the end of the day because I tend to do my more focused work in the morning and I try to answer everything right at the end of the day. So right around four o'clock, I'll start answering emails and hopefully get to inbox zero by five o'clock. But I try to get to inbox zero at the end of every work day now. Mm, That seems like a good process there. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Um, And maybe a bit more on the planning side of stuff. Um, How do you go about planning the next week ahead. So I don't know whether it's a Friday, Saturday or Sunday that you might do it, but um, what's your process? I plan first thing Monday mornings. I really like to start my week then, um, especially for buffer things. And my, I start by writing everything down, putting everything into Todoist, moving it around by date, prioritizing, considering how long something will take. Sometimes I write down tasks that are a little bit too large and I need to break them down. And I really take advantage of Todoist's view for you can see all your tasks for the next seven days. So I try not to have 12 tasks on one day and then two the following day. Um, So I move things around that way. And I tend to look at calendars a lot, the content calendar that I create for open or the campaign calendar to see what 
what is coming out and when I might have to do some of the emails that I might need to send or some of the report or outreach if it needs to happen on a specific day. Fantastic. Um, and I guess one of the things that like, I like to ask is, um, you know, obviously we spend a lot of time with digital experiences. I mean, you at Buffer would know that because you spend a lot of time with the VR, right? <laughs> and the, the whole thing is digital, <laughs> especially, yeah. especially when you're in a remote team as well. Like it, it, the way that you connect is, is that way. Um, is there any like processes that you go through that is, like help you to detox, I guess, or relax or break away from that digital stuff? You know, it could be meditation or journaling or something. That's a great question. I, let's see, I have a few things. I have a Fitbit that I wear and it reminds me every hour to move because you would, you would think that you wouldn't need a reminder, but honestly I do. I could sit here all day and not move. <laughs> it was really bad for you. Whereas in an office, you might not do that because you might get up to get tea or talk to someone or someone might walk by and ask you to do something. And since I don't have that, I definitely need the reminders that Fitbit gives me. The other thing is I plan things for the end of my workday. So I mentioned that I do jujitsu and class usually starts at six. I have to leave at five, right after 5.30 to get there. So I have to end, I have to end work if I want to train. And mm. I think that that has been really helpful. There was a period of time where I wasn't doing jujitsu because I had just moved and I hadn't signed up and I would just keep working until 8 p.m. because there was no hard stop. So I think creating that hard stop for myself and creating plans and closing my laptop and meaning it when I close my laptop has been very important. I also treat my laptop very much like an office. So I have all of the folders that I use in there. So I wouldn't be able to use Chrome on the weekends without being reminded of work. So what I try to do is not use my laptop on weekends or for personal things if I don't have to. Hmm. I If I am going to be in there, I'll just hide my bookmarks bar so that I don't see all of the bookmarks I have for work-related projects that are on the go. That's a really good tactic. It's almost like um, sort of like association, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting concept. Like maybe if I only use my laptop in my office, which I try very much to do, then if ever I used my laptop in the kitchen, it would only be for personal things. I don't know. Like I would, yeah. I would love to play around with that, but I, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place with my association right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, one final thing, um, coffee shops, um, do you get out and visit them during the day? Absolutely. I love working from coffee shops every now and again. I have, um, I, I guess I didn't mention this in hardware, but I have these great Jaybird headphones that are noise canceling. So if I did want to focus because it was too loud, but I tend to like the, I tend to like the noise levels at coffee shops in general. And I do find that I am more productive sometimes when I'm in a coffee shop because I'm like, well, I'm here, so I have to focus because that's the whole reason I left home right now. Or I, I feel the pressure of other people around me typing away. So I'm like, well, I have to be typing faster. So I find that coffee shops, coffee shops are a great space. I don't work at them every day, but I definitely go once a week just to change it up and get away from being in the same space. Yeah. And, and give, the, give the dogs and the pets a rest. <laughs> <laughs> They they love that I'm home all day. I think oh. that they would have separation anxiety. Like <laughs> at this point, I remote work for the pets. <laughs> yeah, keeping them happy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Um, Haley, where can people find you after this podcast? Yeah, I love Twitter. I'm on Twitter as at Haley Marie, and I do some writing about goals and public relations at Haley, and that's H A I L L E Y dot C A. And 
yeah, that's me. I'm on social media. <laughs> awesome. And you've got a podcast as well, right? Yes. Uh, the podcast that I run as a side project is called Make Work Work. It's makework.work if you want to go check out the show notes. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Hayley. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Oh, thank you, Francesco. I really appreciate you reaching out and having me on. It's really good fun. Brilliant. Um, thank you very much for everyone who listened along today. Um, you can find all of Haley's apps uh, and all of the stuff she mentioned in the description or show notes below. Um, so in case you're driving or something and you're panicking about whether you're going to miss anything, they're all there. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you very much to Haley, and we'll catch you very soon. Thank you very much.